This is Too Much Grit to Quit. Sports personalities Shelly Till and Dave O'Hara bring you non-sugar-coated stories of the famous, not-so-famous, and everyday hometown heroes who have overcome adversity and incredible challenges to achieve success. Too Much Grit to Quit. Discover the key to unlock the chains that keep you from achieving your dreams. Please subscribe, like, share, and download today. Hello and welcome back to Too Much Grit to Quit. I'm Shelly Till along with my friend and co-host Dave O'Hara. And if you've joined us before, welcome back. If you're new to the show, welcome in. We are, as you heard in the open, we are here to allow people a platform to share their non-sugar-coated stories of overcoming adversity, challenges, and naysayers throughout their journey to fulfill dreams. And a, a big key with this story that we have, especially this guest we have today, Dave, is talking about the key that can help somebody else unlock the chains, keeping them from achieving their dreams. Wow. I mean, we are going to have a young man join us in a moment here, Brandon Schneider, former University of Iowa and South Dakota State football player, has a story that I think for me personally just rocks my world in a great way because this is a young man who is on fire and he is going to do some amazing things taking his pain and turning it into purpose. Shelly, to your exact point, I'm and welcome and hello to the listeners, also to you, Shelly. And uh, like you, I've not met this gentleman in person, or, nor have I spoken to him yet, but I am very much looking forward to it because I fall into this trap uh, sometimes when I say, wow, for their age, and I'm not an ageist by any stretch, but I will say it again, and I've said it before. To be of his young age, in his early 20s, and go through what he has already gone through, and now the you know path he is taking, it is fascinating stuff. And as you mentioned, too, it just really starts my fire as well, because you see what this guy, and, and Shelly, we talk about this, you and I cover sports for a living in other venues, and we get together for this podcast and meld our stories, but isn't it just I don't want to overuse the word interesting or fascinating, but it is. When you talk about a kid or a young man who was on top of the world, literally, figuratively, in every way possible in college athletics, Division One, starting defensive back for a top-tier program like the University of Iowa Hawkeyes, and the path he has now taken, uh, reading his uh, column and, and uh, fans, after you listen to this podcast and listeners, after you uh, subscribe to us and follow us and like our program, we'd greatly appreciate it and share it with others. Like it and share it and uh, download it. Take it with you. If you can't listen to one, download it and binge listen to a handful of them. But Shelly, the great thing about Brandon's story, like with all the other ones we've had on so far, is he shares it. But the epiphany or the many moments that lead up to his epiphany and in his column in theplayerstestimony.com, I can't even begin to tell you how heady of stuff that that is that he's going into at an early age. I'm just, it's just remarkable is all I can say. It, it really is. And um, I'm going to make a, a culturally popular uh, association here. I know we have a lot of fans out there that watch the Game of Thrones. Do you watch the Game of Thrones, Dave? I am very familiar with it. I wouldn't say I'm a regular watcher, but yes, I am, uh, okay. I, I am hip to the game. As the, I'm wise to the well, game, as they say. You're hip enough to the game to know that they recently had just had their season finale, and yes. everyone was waiting to find <laughs> out who was going to be named the King of the Iron Throne, which, yes. by the way, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it yet, pause me right here, because the dragon burns the Iron Throne. But someone had to take over ruling the kingdom, mm -hmm. and they chose the most unsuspecting 
character in the story to do that. And they refer to him as Bran the Broken. And how interesting is it that his name, now that just hit me, his name is Bran, Brandon. Yes. They chose Bran the Broken to rule the, well, technically it's the Six Kingdoms, but I won't get into that part of it. The point (laughs) being is they take the one person who has the most interesting, unassuming story who has overcome more adversity than any of them collectively, and he now gets to rule because he rose from all of that destruction. And I think that Brandon Schneider's story is very, very similar in the fact that, as you mentioned, he was at the lowest of lows and at first at the highest of highs, then the lowest of lows. And, you know, we talk about in this program overcoming adversity challenges and naysayers. And boy, did he have some naysayers. Mm-hmm. People that he didn't know, people from social media, and people that he once trusted. And then that trust was violated. And so, you know, those situations, and we're, we're recording this in May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month, and that is why I wanted to bring Brandon on the show because his story, as you mentioned, you can read a little bit about it in the player's testimony, which we will link in the show notes here on the podcast. His story is a classic example of why you need a support system, why you need people in your corner to help you, and you need to you know, take off the chains and ask for help. And, um, you know, he really rose to the occasion. And I think he is using now that, that very devastating experience over, over time to now make the lives of people behind him even better. To that point, you know, and I love the way that you made a positive because all you hear on social media and in the world around us, oh, what a horrible finale Games of Thrones, what the series finale was. But you took a very good message out of that, and I've heard that from a few others, but not as well as you just stated that. And you mentioned uh, uh, Brand the Broken to Brandon, and you and I have talked about this, Shelley, many times, and I know listeners, you can relate to this, and that's what this is all about is relatability. It doesn't matter the age of the person, what what why of life they're in, we can all relate to this. And, and to this point, Shelley, you and I have talked about this uh, just almost ad nauseum, is, is that you talk about perception becoming someone's reality. So seemingly, Brandon, as you mentioned, our, our upcoming guest here, Brandon Snyder, former Iowa Hawkeye football player and South Dakota State Jackrabbit, we talk about He's at the top of the game. I mean, you know, returning a touchdown, uh, interception for an interception for a touchdown in a Big Ten game against Illinois, a close game that he broke wide open, and it just it wasn't that way. And, and to me, it is so compelling when you hear a story like that, Shelley, going that was completely different. You know, not that dissimilar, <laughs> not that different from uh, the ending of Game of Thrones. But but in Brandon's case, that story is so different than what we were all seeing and that he talked about in the player's testimony. And I'm just anxious to hear him talk about it. So excited to hear him talk about it upcoming here. That's what really gets my attention is we seem, and, and it was quick, Shelly. This all happened when you told me off the air that, hey, we're going to have Brandon. And I was like, that's great. And I said, gosh, you know, within eight, 10 months ago, he was going through all this in front of God and everybody and very public. And I just, I, it's such a great quick turnaround, Shelly. But again, I, I just think it's a remarkable story the way we all thought it was going so well, and it is now for him. But boy, that middle ground the last 10 months has been just an unbelievable story and can't wait to get to it. It really has. And uh, the actual quote from, from that finale of Game of Thrones, when they're discussing who takes over, it's he said, there's nothing more poor, powerful in the world than a good story. Nothing can stop it. 
No enemy can defeat it. And who has a better story than Brand the Broken? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think I might have just become Brandon's marketing coordinator. <laughs> I was going to go to that next step and say, you know, Shelley, if you ever had any time, which you don't, but if you did, yeah, you could you could handle marketing for Brandon because I'll tell you. Uh, but but being a, a young man, well on his way, uh, he has got it put together now. And but Shelley, you've referenced this time and time again, and we all know it's true. But but the reality of it smacks you in the face, and in Brandon's case, it really smacked him in the face uh, in a big time way you have to have that support system and and to admit your vulnerabilities and as you mentioned find that anchor and and brandon's story boy you just hit the nail on the head shelly the story is everything and and his journey has just uh, i can't wait to get to it here in the next minute or so uh but what a story it is and, and a precipitous fall from being what we think is seemingly on top of the world and i just can't wait for the listeners to go hey that's me or i can relate to that so again mm-hmm. doesn't matter the guys it doesn't matter the person's age gender profession walk of life we can all relate to this absolutely and that's why i was so excited uh, to have him on here especially in may for mental health awareness month i think we've got to end the stigma mm-hmm. of putting your story out there we've got to end the stigma that asking for help means you're weak or you're broken because you're not and his story is, is a classic example of that um i know my story is similar i know hundreds of other athletes either current or former who have stories like this of pain where they felt like they didn't have anybody around them to support them or they were too scared or too intimidated or too worried about their position on the team to stand up and say I'm hurting this isn't working for me I need help Mm -hmm. and what a courageous vulnerable young man is Brandon Schneider. And I know, and I'll say it again, I know, I know, I know that his story is going to help hundreds, if not thousands of people. You know, I'll quote Kevin Love, the former or current NBA player who wrote, uh, the, the professional sports has a, a, a blog or a, j- a journal called, a digital journal called the, the Player's Journal. And in Brandon's case, it's the player's testimony. A lot of he and a lot of other college athletes are, are talk, telling their story and their walk. And, and it's interesting. Kevin Love said to what you said, uh, he said, if you don't reach out for help, Shelly, you're weak. Not if you reach out for help, you're weak. But he's the first one, you know, a little over a year, year and a half, almost two years years ago really kind of broke that stigma as you mentioned this being mental uh, health awareness month and and no better time to start this story uh with brandon than now and i just i can't thank you enough for putting this together because when you uh brought him across my screen uh we talked about this off the air and i was like oh this is perfect so uh another great job out of you and uh i know like you and the rest of us listeners let's get to it we're excited to bring brandon snyder to you wouldn't you say Yes, so excited. Can't wait for everybody to meet this fine young man. And this is the reason I get so excited about it because this is the exact example reason why I wanted to do this podcast with you. So let's get to it. Let's get to it indeed. After this break, we'll be back with more uh, Too Much Grit to Quit. Brandon Snyder, she is Shelly Till, my friend and co-host. I am Dave O'Hara. So we'll be back with the ever-popular Much, Much More in just a few moments. Hello, I'm Shelly Till alongside my co-host Dave O'Hara, and we are happy to be with you here for another edition of Too Much Grit to Quit, and we are going to get right to our guest today because I'm so excited that he is joining us. We have Brandon Schneider, former collegiate football player. He played safety for the University of Iowa Hawkeyes as well as the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, and Brandon has a unique story about his journey through college sports. And he is now dedicating his life 
to using that experience to help those that are following in his footsteps. A recent article that was published in the player's testimony where Brandon talked about his battle with mental health and how he overcame that battle with faith. And we can't wait to hear that story and a lot more. Brandon, welcome to the program. It's great to be on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, Brandon, let's just kind of give people, I know it's a, like you, I have a uh, interesting path yeah. uh, journey through through college sports. I actually attended three universities as well for various reasons, but um, just kind of give us the, the, the quick 411 on your path and your journey, and then we'll get into the details of about your stops along the way. Yeah, I'll uh, try to summarize it. Uh, so I'll, as, as a high school athlete, I was a five-sport athlete, um, played baseball, basketball, football, track, golf, um, always wanted to play college basketball. Um, after an injury my junior year, kind of realized that football would be a better route for what I wanted to do. Um, my dad actually coached LeVar Woods, um, which is crazy. Who's a coach at Iowa and um, kind of got a connection there, um, had a really good senior year and eventually was offered a walk-on spot. I ended up taking that over some partial um, FCF school offers. Um, and yeah, two years later, I earned a scholarship and started in 2016, um, suffered ACL um, in that next off season, came back in five and a half months and played a game, actually tore um, my, that same ACL and the first quarter of that game and finished the game um, on it. And then uh, just had another tough off season um, stuff. We'll get into later. I'm sure. But I'm um, just felt like the best thing I'm uh, working with coach Ference and, and Iowa was to, to transfer for my senior year and just really try to enjoy it um, and get the most out of it. So I transferred my, into my senior year uh, to South Dakota state and they took me in with open arms. It, it was a week before camp and everything just worked out perfectly. It was definitely where I was supposed to be. Um, I'm, I'm forever grateful for them for taking me in and kind of taking a risk on me with where I was at in life, and um, it rewarded us both tenfold. Well, you know, it's interesting, Brandon, when you talk about um, your journey and, and reading, as, as Shelley had mentioned, uh, your post on the playerstestimony.com. And, yep. you know, it, it would, to me, and I said this to Shelley off the air, so I'll share it with you. And, and it wasn't a negative as far as just I, I was taken aback because you, you have a guy like yourself comes from small town Iowa, northwest Iowa. And I get the transition to South Dakota State because it's, it's probably even closer than Iowa City was to you because you're over in Larchwood yep. or West Lyon High yep. School. So I take a look at that, and that didn't surprise me, but I also do a, a weekly Iowa Hawkeyes uh, athletics show and talk to a lot of yep. my beat writers and reporters. And I said, well, you know, and as you mentioned, it happened very quickly, you know, a week before yep. camp. And I said, okay. You know, guys coming back, Geno Stone, and I'm in, you know, Brandon Snyder, and I'm going through yep. the list. And they're like, well, no, Brandon's um, going to do an FCF transfer. And for those of you that don't know, listening, an FCF. FCS transfer uh, is FBS is Division One major college football, and then uh, Brandon could transfer without any um, repercussions or having yeah, to redshirt. I did, I did yeah. have to grad transfer. Grad was, transfer, right? Bit, yeah, yeah, but it worked out smoothly. Yeah, right. And a yeah. lot of people listening don't know, but you hear this in college basketball a lot, and and, and college football now too. And I don't even think Coach Ferentz always jokes about this that he doesn't have a handle on it. But the the graduate transfer portal you entered, and then you transferred to the South yep. Dakota State Jackrabbits, and so for me, uh, when it happened that suddenly as a reporter or someone who follows uh, the game and, and follows the team so closely, and it depends on the season, obviously, with basketball and football, but in your case, football, yep. did the decision happen that quickly? You know, and again, reading the, the, 
your whole post, uh, to me, it just appeared like you had, and I don't want to use the word epiphany, but for lack of a better word, I'll use that word. Um, was it an epiphany like that? It just hit you? Or I know you were sitting in your nutrition class, but kind of take us through that process of what led you to that transfer yeah. so quickly. I mean, this, you know, t- to be vulnerable and, and to kind of let everyone in, you know, this is something that has been, you know, people I think have wondered. I haven't really told anyone, you know, it's, was it an epiphany moment? No, it certainly wasn't an epiphany moment. I wouldn't say it was that at all. It was, um, you know, kind of this cumulative effect of a bunch of just um, either things that happened to me or decisions I made um, that negative effect of, you know, negative, negatively affected um, where I was at on the team. You know, um, I kept trying harder to earn my spot back. I um, mean, the harder I tried, the worse life got. And it, hmm. it led to a lot of mistakes and um, you know, there was some mistakes I made that summer and I, I own up to those and I get that. And it was just one of those things where coach Ferentz knew I was in a bad place. I knew I was in a bad place. Um, that summer was brutal on me conditioning wise. And, and, and with the strength staff, it was, um, I was in over my head and I was just, you know, grasping for fresh air. And, um, you know, it's, it was one of those things that, you know, mutually me and coach Ferentz just decided that this was the route to go. So it wasn't one of those, um, I need a fresh start. Like, joyous things it was like i'm miserable where i'm at and i need to take ownership of my life and um and coach ference you know was in my in my corner and had my back the entire time um you know i'm forever indebted to him and and the opportunity gave me but also for realizing that i needed a new start um not only with a new team because he knew um i was capable of more than i was doing right now and the harder i pressed the the worse of a leader i got um you know, and it, it just kind of fell away. So, again, it, it did happen fast. It was one of those things where I finished the entire summer, and as soon as I left, we talked on the phone and decided that. So it wasn't, um, you know, one of those things that just happened, like I need to go somewhere else or I feel like I should go somewhere else. It's one of those things where I had to go somewhere else. Wow. that uh, you, you know, know, Yeah, and that's pretty heady stuff for a, a guy in his – or for anybody, but let alone a person in their early 20s. And uh, as you said, uh, it was a culmination of things, but it did happen, you know, in real time for us following it so quickly. And so that last meeting was – our quote-unquote meeting was over the phone then, right? Over the phone, yeah. It was in – you know, we get a week before the end of summer conditioning and the start of the season, start of camp. It happened in that time. Wow. Um, so I, I not only made that decision, but had to figure out where I wanted to spend my senior year. And it was a very uh, real possibility that I might not even find a place. But I knew that was better than for me to, um, you know, be a part of the Iowa football program and, and keep trying to um, prove that I was a good person um, through just the way I carried myself in the way um, and through football. You know, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't work like that. You know, it's I always try to put football first. And I said, if I could get football right, if I could get get that thing figured out and get back on the field, then, you know, I could earn people's respect again. And it's it's such a backwards way of thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, I I said, I'll figure my faith out. I'll figure my relationship out after I figure out football. Um, You know, and I pushed everybody away. And, uh, you know, it, it eventually God showed me that, you know, took a lot of time, but he showed me that. And he said, you've got to figure me out first before you figure out anything else. Well stated. Wow. Yeah. That, and and Shelly, again, uh, just to let everybody know, you're listening to Too Much Grit to Quit. She's Shelly Till, my friend and co-host. I'm Dave O'Hara. We are pleased to have former Iowa Hawkeye defensive back in South Dakota State, Jack Rabbit, Northwest Iowa native, uh, Brandon Snyder joining us. Go ahead, Shelly. Uh, Brandon, I just first of all, I want to commend you uh, for being vulnerable in this. And that's exactly why we, we're doing what we're doing, because we yeah. want to allow people of 
platform that they can share because our stories um, across the board, anybody that we interview here or anybody that's risen um, in, in any profession yep. or any craft has had to overcome adversity. It's just, it's, it, they coincide a lot. Of, I think a lot of, yeah, a lot of people <laughs> try to avoid failure and I'm always like, bring it on because that's yep. where you learn. And so yep. you talk a lot, you, you mentioned, you just touched on some of the things and, and, um, trying to become a better person and trying to learn from your mistakes. So yep. for the people that are listening that are not familiar with your story or just yep. take us back there. And you've already mentioned that you tore your ACL. You had a yep. remarkable comeback in five and a half months. Yep. You enter the game, you get a pick six. It's like the yep. storybook comeback story. <laughs> Supposed and to then, be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the wheels fell off. So. Yep. I want you, yep. I, and, and everybody knows this. I mean, it's the rise, the fall, and the rise again, and your story is yep. so inspirational. But I want you yeah. to take us to the fall. I want to take you, take yep. us into the valley with you and what was going on. Yeah, and like I said, this is something that I can do freely now, um, and it's fun to do. Um, and if, like I said, for anyone listening, if you ever want more of it, just ask. Um, you know, I have to try to fit this into a, a tight window, and it's a lot longer story than the podcast allows. But, you know, it's – so I, I came back and I torn my other – or the same ACL in the first quarter of that game. I returned the touchdown with a torn ACL and played the entire game because I knew if I came out, I wasn't wow. going back in. Yeah. Um, and I knew that I had another road uh, to recovery. turns out it was only partial. So it also gave me false hope. So like, oh, it's actually just partially torn. They went in and scoped it. People don't really know that either. And I tried to come back and play the rest of that season um, with the partially torn ACL. Uh, the first work, one of the, the first real workout back, I – I was doing like a single hop and my knee just buckled. I said, go to I got to go to the training room. I think I tore it. And he's like, what? Mm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I just, I just know. Um, so I tore it again. That was in October, I think of 2016 or 17. Um, you know, and then I ended up having to get it all done. Um, a month later was when, uh, you know, long story short, um, you know, I was hanging out with a good friend of mine. And, you know, decided to get behind the wheel of a car after, you know, not drinking for a couple hours, but thinking it was going to be okay. And got an OWI. Um, so that uh, the banquet, <laughs> the football banquet was the next day. My parents were in town and I spent the night in jail. So uh, I had to, to come out of jail to, you know, my parents' arms, um, you know, and I'm blessed with with parents that took me in, you know, just like God does, but didn't see me any differently. Um, so that was tough, um, just because of, you know, as soon as you go on your phone the next day, your face is plastered everywhere. Um, not all OWIs are like that. And I, you know, didn't do anything to hurt anybody, but I'm not justifying that event. I should have never done it and I'll never do it again. But, um, you know, it's as an athlete, it's, it's tough. It's the situation that, you know, I had the highs of the highs, like you said, in the football game, um, supposed to be, even though I was crying when I crossed the end zone, because I knew, <laughs> I knew that it was torn and I wouldn't get to see this again, maybe ever. Um, but you know, that was, that was a tough moment. So fast forward, go to spring ball and I'm recovering through the second one. I'm in the worst part of it. The guys are practicing and I'm doing stuff, just unheard of stuff in the weight room, like 14 workouts a week in five days, like just going crazy, you know, just mm -hmm. doing everything I can. Um, and I, I burned myself out that spring ball. I, I had a family, um, that's super close to me my cousin's aunt and uncle come into town and they made me realize how far away from myself I was. Cause I couldn't even be myself with them. 
Uh, I was, you know, I had my wall up and I was hiding everything. Um, and that was when they left is when I called my parents. And that was when I for sure realized that I was, you know, in a bout of depression. Um, talked to a team psychologist after that and got on antidepressants um, through the summer. And then I talked about, you know, just kind of that whole next phase and how brutal that was. Um, just trying to still get healthy, but still um, being required to train with the team and do everything the team does, even though I was, you know, suffering from a year of ACL recovery stuff, um, being held to the expectations of the team was tough for me, but it made me better. Um, I wouldn't change it for the world now, but it was, you know, eventually it all accumulated to making the decision to leave. You know, Brandon, it's interesting. As Shelly was asking you, I just kept thinking and listening to your answer. Isn't it amazing how no matter what age a person is, it's that veneer or the outside surface, that shell or the wall, as you call it. You want to show everybody, no, I'm okay. Yeah. But deep down inside, you're just screaming, let me out. I've got problems. I need help. And and you mentioned the vulnerability or showing, showing your vulnerability. Now, that is extraordinarily tough, again, for any aged person. But then you get into a macho sport like football, number one. Yep. Number two, yep. it's a team sport and not yep. like you're playing tennis or golf, even though those can be team sports as well. But it's far less individual. So you Said it, yeah, 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 right there you go. And plus the other, you know, in, in scholarship or Division One football, there's 80, 75, 80 guys on a team, but yes, yeah. 11 on the field at a time, and your defensive unit. But to me, I just think what you were struggling with is so exacerbated by the fact that it's in a team sport, basketball, smaller team. You know, so you said it helped you, and that's what kind of threw me, uh, just so admirable on your part that you said that made you better for it, but is it because in a team concept you're called out more, or you're more, you're, you're have to be more vulnerable and you can only hold that inside for so long or what about yeah. that you know caused you to finally just break down your walls and say here I am what's and all yeah the biggest thing and this is kind of just a hopefully you know some of my former teammates get this too is like I did everything I did for my teammates mm-hmm. you know like you said football is the ultimate team sport you know it talks about in the bible for uh, love has no, nothing greater than this that one laid down his life for his friends like that was the I wrote that in my shoe and my sophomore year of baseball because that's always what I wanted to be in as a teammate and I kept going because I loved them you know I mm-hmm. love my teammates and I I knew that they needed me at my best and I just kept trying to be my best and I kept getting farther away because I did it on my own um, you know I didn't use the people around me some people you know not not all of them um, I definitely didn't use God, even though he never left me. Like I didn't, I didn't know him like I do now. Um, and I think, you know, at some point it was just like, I'm so far away from myself and now it's taking, you know, actual actions to show me. It's not something that's inside. It's something that's physically happening to me. You know, like I'm letting people down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm making bad decisions that it finally clicked. Like I need to make a change. You know, I need to take ownership of my life, take ownership of the things I've done, which I do, you know, I'm not proud of it, but I, there's no shame. I, you know, it's done. There's nothing I can do, mm-hmm. you know, and now it's, you know, we talked about Iowa football all the time. It's about leaving the Jersey in a better place. You know, and I didn't get to do that during my college career because of, you know, all of those things that we talked about. So it's my job to do it now. You know, I, like, like Shelly just said in the intro, the rest of my life is dedicated to leaving the Jersey in a better place. Mm-hmm whatever Jersey that is, whether it's Iowa football specifically, I hope so. Um, you know, I have nothing but love and appreciation for Iowa football. Um, but I think it's a lot bigger than that. I think it's, it's this, it's starting my own podcast with my own, you know, 
people I think the stories that need to get out you know I have a voice for that it's just it's coaching it's all of that stuff yeah we want to get more into that too uh the players players yeah. testimony and your podcast in the next segment here and Shelly that's that anchor you and I talk about and 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 Brandon found it obviously and uh again Shelly as you and I before we run to break here as you and I have talked about and now we're talking about it with Brandon you know it's being vulnerable as you you talk about a lot Shelly and then finally finding that anchor or that rock and in Brandon's case it was God uh boy it just falls right into that Hollywood story you talked about not the returning the pick six but you know finding right. his anchor and his rock as you talk about yeah it's so much better than returning a pick six oh, by far it's, you know, <laughs> so much better yeah the pick so six i think was you picking off your life going the wrong way and it was. Uh, running it back to, it was to who you've become today yeah. and yeah um and i'm yeah, yeah we're excited to hear more about what you're doing now as a result of that but before we yep. get to that um on the other side of this we're going to talk about your uh, definition of what does grit mean to you? I, I have a pretty good idea, but we want to hear it in your words and how you actually did yeah. pull yourself up and uh, and get to where you are today. Yeah, fasc- yeah. fascinating story. And Brennan, we thank you for your candor, and we'll be back with more of Too Much Grit to Quit. As Shelly and I have talked about in past podcasts, and we want to remind you again, pre- please subscribe, also like, and also comment, and uh, you know, download the podcast, take it with you. If you can't listen to one each week, uh, take a couple with you. Uh, Brandon's story uh, is different, obviously, than others that we've had, but similar in the way, as Shelly said, we're going to find out more about Brandon's grit and what he defines uh, as grit, but we think we know, but we want to hear it from him and Brandon I think you said that very nicely under Shelly and I when we were talking about you know your pick six and you just said oh big time so you know what you've done now is the real pick six so hey back with more of Shelly Till I'm Dave O'Hara too much grit to quit and our guest this week Brandon Snyder back with more in just a few moments Welcome back to Too Much Grit to Quit. I am Shelly Till, along with my friend and co-host Dave O'Hara, and we are excited to jump back in with our interview with Brandon Schneider, former collegiate football player for both the University of Iowa and South Dakota State. And Brandon, before the break, we were hinting on getting into your definition of grit. That's the name of the podcast, Too Much Grit to Quit. Everybody has their own definition and their own experience with grit. So before I get your definition, what I really want to ask you is, when you think of the word grit, who in your life modeled that to you? Modeled grit to me. Wow. Um, that's a tough question. You kind of shocked me with that one. Uh, <laughs> like was, there's, that. So, there's so many people um, that have planted a seed in me and showed me what grit is. Um, I think I have to start with um, probably Todd Boat, who is someone who was there for me the first day I committed on to Christ and was the guy who gave me a book that really um, helped me answer that question uh, of choosing that again and finding my rock again. Um, he's a guy who's floated around his entire life. His, his best, the thing he's best at is meeting people in a coffee shop and, and helping them just uh, figure more about themselves and more about God and just helping them that way. He struggled to find a profession in which to do that. You know, um, he's worked for nonprofits. He's done it on his own. Now he's working at a bank and he's just, that's what he wants to do, you know? And so he's just continued to do that throughout, you know, working jobs that maybe he doesn't love. Um, but something that he knows he has to do to provide for his family, but continue to, to do what he does best. And, and he had a huge impact on my life. So I would say he was the first person that came to our mind. So, um, and rightfully so. 
And what would you say, Brandon, Todd, when you say that he models that to you? So when you yeah. hear the word grit, what? How do you define grit? Yeah, it's it's a tough word to define because it's it's basically um, one of the best attributes and you know characteristics that you can tell someone they have or or to exemplify in yourself. Um, for me, it's and it's kind of like what we talked about off air. It's it's making a decision of what's most important in your life. Um, that decision isn't in essence hard, you know, it's for me, it was my face for a lot of people. It's success in the, you know, it's, or it's money, whatever, whatever that is. And it's grid is choosing, um, that same thing, that same view for your life. The thing you said was most important over and over in life. Um, whatever comes, um, your way, whatever's thrown your way, whether you chose it or not, whether you make the mistake or whether it just happened to you, um, it's still choosing the perspective to to use it as a learning experience. That's that's what grit is, because then you can keep going. You know, if you start to identify yourself with something else, um, you've fallen away from that your core belief, and that's not gritty. You know, that's that's easy to do. Um, the hardest thing to do is to stand your ground when you don't want to, or when it's uncomfortable or when you know, you're going to catch flack for it. Or when you know, someone might bring up the past and, and call you out for your mistakes and say, you can't get past this. Well, you know what? I've helped hundreds of people since then, you know, so what, what, why would I stop for one person who wants to bring me back? You know, it's, that's what grit is. It's just consistency over time. You know, it's interesting, Todd, or Brandon, as we talk about when you mentioned meeting Todd and, you know, you talk in, uh, and again, fans, I would encourage you, as Shelly and I have talked about in the past, uh, go to www.theplayerstestimony.com and we're going to get into your, your um, project and what you've got going on uh, as yep. your podcast and, and with yep. a lot of other uh, Division One athletes. And that's why I was trying to explain earlier to some of the listeners who aren't aware of FCS and that's a subdivision or it used to be one double A. So the next notch, quote unquote, below um, uh, Division One or FBS and, and it's it's interesting to me to, to read this and, you know, the title of your uh, column and your story is The Hidden Cost of Competing at the Highest Level. And to me, you know, when we talk about FCF, FBS, that's what really catches my attention when you say the highest level because, you know, you, you mentioned this to Shelly, you've mentioned it to me and you said, hey, Dave, you know, I was doing this and this. And it is fascinating to me that you think about what you're doing at this high level. And we talk about the pick six and the big, not, not just some uh, directional school in a non-conference game. It was a conference game against Illinois. And, you know, you, yeah, you, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. And you're thinking, it, it, hey, it in essence won the game. It, we we yeah. went on like a 30 point run afterwards, mm -hmm. you know, or it was, you know, it, it ended the game in essence. Yeah, and, and yeah, and that just it it just fascinates me to no end that that you are at the seemingly at the top of the world, and, and we talk about, and then just what a yeah. a quick descent it can be from you know top to bottom, or seemingly the bottom, you know, as you mentioned with incarceration and getting out, and your parents being there, and then meeting Todd, and you know, getting the question I, I like in your your uh, column that you talk about, you know, sitting in the in the uh, your sports and exercise nutrition class of all places, yeah. you know, that that Crazy. it hits, yeah, that, yeah, exactly, it doesn't matter where it happens as long as it happens, but. But, you know, to me, when you talk about what you've got going on next, and you mentioned this to Shelly and I both off the air, and, you know, I'd like you to talk just a little bit, um, and, and obviously I've read the other stories, and you've got everything from females to, you know, to male or female, gymnasts, you know, to big hulking football players, to baseball players, whatever the, the, the uh, softball players, whatever the sport is, everybody's got a story to tell, and I presume that's what is behind, obviously, the player's testimony. So what got you all together? Or, or what was the impetus behind all this and, and the connection to get all of you together to tell your stories? 
Yeah, it's super, super weird. And this is something that like kind of hits on a bigger subject is the power of social media. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not only the the podcast we're doing now, but it's that was how I got my story to player's testimony. I simply you know, we can talk about how I got to writing it too, which is super weird. Um it was just a hodgepodge of different events that I eventually tied together and it flowed together perfectly. But I just I put it together and I sent it part of it to my teacher and she's like thank you for sharing you know like this is a huge impact this is what you know i'm talking about you know this is why we're studying what we're studying like mm-hmm. you have a story and i was like dang maybe i do um and you know i might as well see because i'm willing to share it you know and uh i just reached out to players testimony on instagram just sent them sent them my story I said if you ever want to use this or or if i can ever help your page at all like you're what's right with social media um just just let me know um and they they were thrilled and you know, I thought that maybe it wouldn't happen. And about a month later, they reached out and said, you know, we've kind of revised a little bit your, your story just for journalist purposes. And right. I said, please, please do, because that's not my cup of tea. <laughs> I said, please do. Uh, I'm an exercise science major. I'm not a writer. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they, they put together something really cool. Um, and, yeah, it, it's not a huge following, but it had a huge impact on my life. And tons of people reached out to me and. Um, like I said, talking about using social media for the right reason, you know, it's, yeah, that's all I do now is, is I don't go on and I don't scroll through stuff. I just simply use it as either something to uplift someone. If I see someone did something well, hear about stories of, you know, overcoming adversity or to, to share my story and connect with people. It's it's one of the most beautiful things in the world yet we use it so backwards. Well, I would agree with you. And leading into Shelly's question is to your point, that's what, what the impetus was behind Shelly and I doing this is, you know, the low hanging fruit, you know, Shelly and I both having worked in sports media or media for so many years, the lowest hanging fruit is going on the police blotter and saying this athlete did this and didn't contribute from this. And they're taking from that. And that just seems to be the lowest hanging fruit. And when someone like yourself was able to admit that and say, okay, well, here's the story I'm going to share. And like you mentioned something that so many times, times over societally anyway in the last you know 10 years with twitter and everything else has just been so negative and now you as you mentioned you're taking it and standing uh, standing it on its head and making such a positive about it that's just that's wonderful work you're doing yeah yeah it's, Brandon, it's my it's my passion go ahead Shelly. yeah it's my passion yeah, I was just gonna, so I yeah it. it's your passion you can hear it in your voice mm-hmm. and what you're doing is exactly what we talk about um and the platform and, and the introduction yep. of this is you're you're using your pain for purpose, mm-hmm. yes. and that's why we exactly. even that's why this podcast exists. It's for people to have a platform to share a painful story and find the lessons in it and the purpose. Because somebody inevitably is listening right now that either has gone through, is going through, or knows someone going through an extremely difficult, identity shattering, life altering. Yep. <laughs> A situation just like you did. And so for that person listening, I just want you to tell them what it is that you did, how you got through that and what you think are the keys that can help them get through their struggle. Yeah, I'm, I'll try to get through it um, and keep it together. Um, yeah, the, the I would the first and foremost and, and you know, this, I have to recognize that it has to be my faith, you know, through everything. Um, I didn't feel peace until I, you know, brought it all before God. I, you know, I told him everything, you know, it's, I chose him. I told him everything. And since then I've been rewarded a million fold. I mean, in ways that I can't even comprehend. 
um, that there is your hope. You know, it's there's the final solution to any problem that anyone is facing. It, it is that because I've faced it all. You know, not all of it. You know, I'm not saying that I've had all pain and can can empathize with everyone, but I've I've had a lot. You know, I've the the public, you know, embarrassment, the identity, you know, just change that that people you know people switch on you and you you are this good person and all of a sudden now you're this terrible person um you know i was in jail injuries a lot of people down relationship problems i I had an unhealthy relationship and i made terrible mistakes like it you know like please reach out if you need need any hope at all and that's that's the biggest thing and the second biggest thing is god places people in your life for a reason um whether it's your family i'm lucky to have a great family a huge family that love me throughout all of it if you don't have a family that you got a family, there's, there's somebody out there that, you know, you can talk to and trust that has answers that you, you don't have, you know, we don't have all the answers on ourselves or by ourselves. We're not capable of it. You know, I made myself God for a couple of years and <laughs> it inevitably led to the destruction of my life. Um, so you got to trust the people around you and you got to talk to them. You got to ask for help, you know, getting with the team psychologist that, that we had at Iowa was the best thing I ever did at the time. You know, if she, if she helped get me through a day or two, that was, that was what I needed, you know? So, so ask for help, know that you don't have the answers and that you're not, you're really not strong enough on your own. But when you do give that up, you have more than enough strength and more than enough people that want to help you and a God that's going to war for you every single day. And Brandon, when you talk about talking to the sports psychologist and, and, you know, you said she had prescri- prescribed some medication, are you still, cur- are you currently under medication no. or is it now no, counseling? No. And could, so okay. In July, when, when I decided to, um, to transfer, it was, uh, and this is a personal battle, you know, mm-hmm. people with medication, they're, they're for all different reasons, you know, and, and the biggest thing I think with that is, is like I said in, in my, you know, my writing is that it's okay. Right. You know, as long as you know, it's, you know, you may never be off them as long as you know that it's not the final solution and that your identity lies in something more and you don't need just that to be happy. You know what I mean? Your happiness mm-hmm. lies with something else. That's the important thing. You know, they're, they're made for a reason. They're made to help people. But I personally was too conflicted. I didn't know if, you know, these feelings of doing well, was me or if it was something inside of me causing me to feel that way you know a drug that was making me feel that way so when i made that decision to to take ownership of my life again in july um it was something i cut cold turkey and i talked to people in my life that i knew would help me get through the withdrawal of that you Mm -hmm. know i i reached out and i said you know i've you know dr ross mcdaniel at cairo sport is the best i've ever 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 met about you know, mental health and, and understanding it and, and giving you real solutions to, to help with you that real natural solutions. Like, I mean, you talk about the diet, the diet's everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was a guy who ate out every meal at South Dakota state and never cooked anything cause I didn't know how and was uncomfortable to do so and didn't know it was important. Well, it's one of the most important things you can do is to choose what you put in your body because it's going to choose how, how your, your brain functions and how your body functions. And if your brain's functioning well, you can think better. It's, it's all, all of it matters, you know? Yeah. It, yeah it, I think it, you make a good point, Brian. Excuse me, Dave. No, that's okay. I just wanted to follow up on that because um, the, I think people think you can focus on one thing. And I, if I will fix this one thing, then everything will be okay. But we're, we're created by our creator to have everything work synergistically. And Absolutely. I just want to touch on, um, I, I couldn't agree with you more about, you know, the re- relying on your faith and having that personal one-on-one 
connection that is powerful um, because that's really all you have when everything else is, is. gone. It's and the so one, it's the one thing that never lets me down. Mm-hmm. Everything in my thing, everything else in my life let me down at some point. My faith has never, ever once and will never let me down. Exactly. And I think as athletes, especially, we get so caught up in our performance and getting everybody else's approval. And then when it's not there, it shatters who we are. And so you also mentioned you had a great family and support system. And I think that that's one area that is really overlooked by a lot of people. Again, especially because of the athletic world, we're always taught you create your own destiny Mm -hmm. and you got to put the work in. And, you know, you, there's all these benchmarks that we have to meet as athletes. And sometimes that can get overwhelming more times than not, but just talk about the importance because what happens is, and and you tell me if this was your case, but what happens with most people who are experiencing anxiety, depression, stress, overwhelm, they go into isolation because we don't want anybody to know that we're, that our armor is chinked. And so and that's the worst thing you can do. It's the, worst. It it's, the it's the exact opposite of what you should do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We all do it over and over again. And that's the whole point of what this entire podcast is about is don't right. learn from us and don't. It's you know? a, it's so important to have that connection. We were wired. God made us to have connection. And I, I just commend you for saying, ask for help. There's so, there's such a stigma attached to asking for help in any arena, but I think especially for athletes. Well, and that's what I was going to say earlier. It was that when I asked you about medication, because there's nothing wrong with that, as you mentioned, when you need it. But, you know, to, to use it as a mainstay long term, Brandon, as you mentioned, you've got to try to to do it on, you know, to do it with the help of others and, and incorporate other yeah. things in your life. And real quick uh, uh, ID here. This is Too Much Grit to Quit. She is Shelly Till. I'm Dave O'Hara. We're joined by Brandon Snyder. Brandon, former Iowa Hawkeye football player uh, in San Diego, or San Diego, South Dakota yeah. State Jackrabbit. Shelly, you got me. <laughs> I did it. I right. did that earlier. <laughs> but it, <laughs> My fault. Yes, no, you're a Northwest Iowa yeah. guy. And like you said, you went to a, a regional area and, and you, you kept within your family. And, and boy, what, what a nice crutch to have, as you mentioned, because, uh, you know, when, when you went through your trials and tribulations, they were there. But, but I think one other thing I wanted to hone in on, to Shelly's point and to your point both, Brandon, is that whomever that family is, you know, some people listening might say, well, I don't have, mm-hmm. you know, a mom, dad, brother, sister, or whatever stage in life they are. But I thought you said something very uh, enlightening, Brandon, when you said reach out to whomever and make that your family. Yeah. I mean, if it's me, like I'll be your family, you know, like if you're listening and you feel like you don't have one, call me like seriously, mm-hmm. like somehow I'll get my, you know, like I'll, I'm there for it. You know, that's, I get it. I get that. Um, God's created situations for all of us that are unique. Um, you know, I have a family and I go on a family vacation every year where it's 140 plus people, no alcohol. And we just sit there for a week and catch up. Like that's, that's a blessing to me. And, and that's not common. You know, that's mm-hmm. not, that doesn't happen for everyone. So, so that's my support cast. And, and I think, you know, if you're an athlete on a team, like don't, you can't tell me that the people around you don't want what's best for you. There's not someone in that program that wouldn't help you if you reached out for it. Now there's other people who aren't in, in those athletic organizations who maybe don't have that, but, but you find someone, you know, Shelly hit it best. Like we're made to be in connection with people. That's we're right. made to learn from people. Every, every person has a lifetime of experiences different than us that we could potentially learn from every single person, 
you know, and especially if they're successful, like they've had to have faced adversity and they've had to have overcome it at some point. It's, it's inevitable. It, it will happen and has happened to, to everyone. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know anyone in my life that hasn't seen something hard or gone through pain. Um, so we are, we have answers to the test, but we have to go get them. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like we get really good at saying like, you might have the answers to the test and I get that that would give me a, a better grade on the test, but like, I don't want them. I want to figure it out for my own. So I'm going to study for like three days to figure out one answer when I could simply just ask. Well stated. You know? Yeah. Well stated. And Shelly, I hate to do this, but we are running low on time. So I'm going to have you have one more and I'll do one more and uh, Brandon uh, words of wisdom. So in the last couple of minutes, Shelly fire away and I'll follow up with you and that'll be the end of this one. So go ahead. Perfect. Yeah, Brandon, I just want to know now where, you know, where, where are you going with this? What do you yeah. want to do and where can people find you and how yeah. can we support what you're doing? Yeah. Um, crazy how it all worked out. So, you know, in, in the spring when things are to change, I just knew I needed to really, I, first I thought about what I'm best at. You know, I thought about my experiences, my story and where I can have the biggest impact on people. Where can I leave the Jersey in a better place? you know, to the most people so that I can take pain from people so that people don't have to experience that. And, and my, my first word was ball for a reason. Um, it's, it's in, it's in sports. I, you know, I fell in love with the game of football and it wasn't even my first love. And I know it, you know, just to a T how the game, you know, just the, the fine details of, of football. So it's, that was something I knew I had to do. Um, but I also knew I needed to go home. You know, so right now this summer I'm coaching freshman baseball. I'm starting the um, a, a weight program at West Lyon that we don't have. Um, just volunteering, um, working in the meantime at a hops farm just to make some money. Um, and then I'm coaching for the Iowa Barnstormers an AAU program. I will be in Chicago this weekend. So any of you Chicago people, feel free to stop by and watch me embarrass myself coaching <laughs> um, basketball. So, but no, it's it's fun. So. I'm doing that, and then the fall, uh, I'm coaching basically a GA position at Northwestern in Orange City. Um, my brother's a senior there, um, and they kind of put together an internship with the strength staff, and I'm going to be the safeties and special teams coordinator um, at that school. Um, and in the meantime, you know, I think God's placed it on my heart to continue training. Um, I've kind of lined everything up. Iowa gave, you know, I talked to Coach Ferentz, and they gave me the okay to do the pro day next next spring, and you know. If, in the meantime, I decide that it's it's not what I'm called to do, and that's okay too. It's a win-win. But you know, my my tank is full. I'm healthy as I've ever been, strong as I've ever been, and and I simply want to do it because I want to to get my story out and help people. I want to. It's just for the platform. I don't care about the money. I don't care about being successful in football at all, um, other than the fact that um, I've spent a lot of time um, and I I have the opportunity to do that, um, and certainly the money would help you know, what I want to do in future endeavors, but that's, that's kind of the next year, um, super tentatively planned. Um, but again, you know, I'm, I'm on social media, so it's simply just reach out. Well, let's do that. Let, let's, you mentioned the platform and again, Shelly and I couldn't wish you, uh, more good fortunes than we do. That is just awesome stuff. And I'm glad to hear yep. that you're going to continue that. Whatever that, yeah, as you mentioned, you've got the passion. Uh, it's a nice plat, a wonderful platform. So let's get into that. If somebody wants to reach out to you via social media or email, uh, give as much information, your contact info that you want. So if anybody, as Brandon has mentioned, folks, many times over during this podcast, reach out to him, someone, anyone. Brandon said he'll be your family. So, uh, give us some information 
information, how we reach, how we can reach out to you, social media, email, whatever it is, Brandon. Uh, fire yeah. away when you're ready. Literally anything. So I mean, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I think my Instagram's like Snyder's 27. Not sure what my Twitter is, but you could probably find it. Um, Brandon Snyder is the name. Obviously, it'll be posted, and we can get a link or something too. Sure. Um, my my email my email is email is Brandon P Snyder at gmail.com uh, feel free to reach out there and i'll get back to you as fast as i can i think those would be the best ways perfect um and again if you know if there's ever anything i can do or, or meet someone anywhere um this this entire summer is kind of based on giving back so feel free to reach out and don't um don't hesitate to ask for for help from me for sure and again shelly mentioned she'll link it but b-r-a-n-d-o-n-s-n-r-p-s-n-y-d-e-r at gmail.com and shelly you were saying i'm sorry go ahead no, I was just going to say I'll put all of his contact information and and social media handles in the perfect. show notes of the podcast. Yeah, perfect, Thanks, perfect. That's a, that. that's awesome. And thank you again uh, to my friend and co-host Shelly Till, and again, happy birthday from Brandon and me. As we said earlier, yeah, we, yeah, we start <laughs> we start the show with a happy you? yeah. <laughs> I am fifty. 50. Let's go. Dan, oh, the big five zero. I love <laughs> it. I love it. I love it. And that, darn right. right i am embracing it hey we yep. start we, st- we, st- <laughs> we started with Better a birth wish. yeah that's right we started with a birthday wish brandon we got to finish with one right that's how it works that's here it. so she deserves it hey yes uh, oh, thank, you're very welcome and thank you brandon shelly uh coordinating this as well what a fantastic story and again brandon very sincerely from shelly and me could not wish you any more of great fortune uh, that you've had and going to continue to have and affecting other people's lives in a positive way besides your own. That's the key here. And again, for too much grit to quit, Shelly Till, Brandon Snyder, I'm Dave O'Hara. That's all. And again, one quick reminder. I apologize. We were talking about Brandon. Do subscribe. Uh, also like our podcast and uh, we'll continue to bring you these uh, fantastic interviews that we've been bringing you. And again, thanks to Brandon Snyder. For Shelly Till, I'm Dave O'Hara. Too much grit to quit. That's all from us. Thanks to all of you. This is Too Much Grit to Quit. Sports personalities Shelly Till and Dave O'Hara bring you non-sugar-coated stories of the famous, not-so-famous, and everyday hometown heroes who have overcome adversity and incredible challenges to achieve success. Too Much Grit to Quit. Discover the key to unlock the chains that keep you from achieving your dreams. Please subscribe, like, share, and download today.